Hello and welcome to the hearth fire. May your troubles be less and your blessings be more and nothing but happiness comes through your door. I'm your host, Caitlin, or as I'm also known, the Ruta Druid. And this is Around the Earth Mother's Hearth, a podcast about modern shamanic living for healing yourself, your community, and our earth. Hello and welcome. In this episode, I'll demonstrate how you can interact with the Renegade Learning Grove Scaffold Learning Prompts by exploring Spirit Magic's Myth and Story section. For this episode, I chose a couple myths from the original Bavarian Folktales, a Seanworth selection by Franz Seanworth, specifically about cats. Um, I'm currently obsessed with my cats, and I felt like these were some stories that maybe some of us could relate to. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to share where my main focus has been this season and where you can find me most active on social media. I tend to compartmentalize my life into different boxes, my back-to-nature spiritual wanderings on the Rooted Druid and the actual back-to-nature land management techniques we are exploring at the Hall Family Homestead. Both facets of my life are equally important, but I've not found a way to bring those two pieces together. Until then, the Hall Family Homestead will be a wonderful place for you to stay up on what shenanigans we have going on at the farm. And I'd love to have you. All right, so now back to your regularly scheduled content. For the scaffolding prompts, learning prompts in the Renegade Learning Grove, I wanted to scaffold them into four easy steps. So you have your seed, which is just starting out, your exploration, your sprout, sapling, and then eventually you will reach the mature tree. So I'm going to go through those four different scaffolding prompts with you um, with the with the tales that I picked out um, for this. So let's dive in. All right, so you're a seed. You're going to start your exploration. Myths and stories are wisdom our ancestors passed down to, for us to remember. The purpose of this lesson, you will explore myths from your ancestral origins or a culture you feel drawn to. Choose one myth you feel most inspired by. Write in your spirit magic notebook about why you chose this myth or story. How does it make you feel? Did anything in particular stick out to you for further exploration? I chose original Bavarian folktales to connect with my Bavarian ancestors. I don't really know a lot about my Bavarian ancestors. I reach out mostly and work with mostly my, um, I don't want to say Celtic ancestors because that's such a broad term and used not well all the time. But my my English, my Irish, my Scots-Irish, Scots, side of the family, I typically focus on that because that is something that is familiar. I feel more connected to those ancestors. And in the past, when it's come to leaning into Germanic folktales or the mythology, it just feels really, um, like it doesn't, 
flow as well as maybe I would like. So I chose Bavarian folk tales to try to get to understand my ancestors on that side and bridge that gap of where we're missing, um, where I'm missing the, the communication level on that. I also chose to explore a few stories about cats because I recently got cats back in November. I was going to have them as barn cats and for the most part, they are barn cats. They're in the barn during the day with the chickens. They actually do really well with the baby chicks. They like to hang out with them. Um, and they haven't tried to eat them, which is great. <laughs> but they're just, they have been so fun of having these three little cats run around the yard with me. And coincidentally enough, I decided to name them all nice Germanic names. Um, so we have Otto von Bismarck II. He is the eldest of the group and came to us through a fellow teacher at school who saw that we were in, looking for barn cats and he was astray. Someone had dumped this poor baby. And so we, I, without my husband's knowledge, had him dropped off to the farm and he is definitely a a Jake favorite. Jake loves this cat. He's so cuddly and cute and he's definitely, his name rings true. He's definitely the ringleader. Then we have the siblings, Klaus and Gisla, and I specifically asked a student to connect me with their aunt who was having these kittens because they were just so pretty and so cute and so they were, all of them were free as most cat adoptions can be. But they have just been so cool to hang out with. And, you know, I just really love them. So I wanted to explore some cat mythology this time. So I'm going to read the first myth to you. And the myth is titled Of Cats One. And there's four of these. So I'm going to go through all four of these with you. Um, if you have any additional comments or would like to share any additional insights about any of these, please feel free to hop onto the Renegade Learning Grove group and share what you know. Again, I am a seed in this as well. I am exploring. I'm definitely not a mature tree when it comes to Bavarian folklore or um, the mythology of that. In the Upper Palatinate, one finds in the countryside that the dung heap together with the cesspit is located in front of the entrance to the house, as it was in front of the inn in the town of Oberzell. The night watchman once heard, just before midnight, as he walked around town announcing the hours, an unusual howling, mewing, and wailing, as if a thousand cats had gathered and were tussling with each other. Curious, he followed the noise until he arrived at the inn. There he took his watchman's spear and used it to club the cats. Because of all the noise, people had arisen from the inn to see what was going on. There they saw a crowd of cats, mostly red ones, even though there were none of that color in the whole town. And in the midst of it all, the night watchman shouting for help. But when help arrived, he was already dead in the cesspit with two of the cats on top of him, which escaped just as the clock struck midnight. The night watchman was pulled out lifeless. Popularly, it is believed that the witches had murdered the man who had offended them. 
I thought this was interesting because cats are associated with witchcraft and have been demonized um, for their association with witchcraft throughout the generations. I don't fully understand this story, but if you kind of... What helped me with this is if you replace cats with women or witches, um, it sort of makes the story differently. Like, I'm not thinking about all these gaggle of cats who came and killed a night watchman. I'm thinking of maybe women who were of lower society or lower class or poor, something of that nature. And the night watchman maybe wasn't the best guy in the whole world, which could happen. I don't know. I don't know the night watchman. Um, but if you flip the script with that, then maybe you can see what's happening within the story. So now we're going to move on to Sprout. From the seed comes the sprout. As a sprout, you will continue exploring the myth story you have chosen to work with. Research into the cultural origin of the myth or story. Explore what happened when the myth or story originated to understand the context. Did you gain a different meaning after understanding the historical cultural context of the myth or story? Um, I did. Again, cats have been associated with witches for generations, but persecution of women who were different, um, I felt like this story, at least the stories that I've read about cats in this book, it really showed how the persecution of women who were different, who stood out, who were not necessarily the, um, the ideal woman at the time. Cats symbolize grace, intelligence, cunning, and independence, and all of these traits are dangerous for a woman to possess. All right, so of cats, number two. A priest had a tomcat, large and beautiful. It was his only joy, and so he was always a guest at the table during meals. One evening, the priest was called to an ill man. When he returned home, he noticed lights in the barn outside the village and heard music. He went closer, and what did he see? His tomcat was sitting there, playing the fiddle, and other cats were singing and dancing. When the time for the next meal had come, the tomcat was the first on the table, and the priest, while stroking him, asked, "'Oh, tomcat, tomcat, where were you yesterday?' The words had hardly left his mouth when the cat jumped out of the window and was seen no more. So I think this is funny because it's kind of like you have witches underneath your nose. It, you can't trust anybody because they might be a witch or, you know, the cat might be a witch and, and doing the devil's deeds um, in the barn at night while the priest is away. So our next stage is a sapling. You are now a thriving sapling on this journey of exploration. Allow your mind to view the story from a child's perspective. Do the elements of magic add to the story? Can you visualize yourself within the story? Spend some time playing pretend with your story. Act out scenes, create interpretive art, or reimagine the story from a new perspective. 
of Cats 3. One night, a citizen of the town of Neustadt was on his way home from a village. On the way, he saw in a field there were cats in women's clothing sitting at a table sharing a meal. He stepped closer and was given pastries by them. The next day when he woke up, he remembered the gift. He reached into his pocket and lo and behold, they were cow pies. I think this story in particular is really funny. Um, One, just imagining cats, like human-sized cats in women's clothing sitting at a table having tea or pastries or, or what have you and giving the gift to this man who was walking by and like it's just it's just funny it's just a funny visual um you know they're having a good old time and then all of a sudden this guy comes by that kind of maybe ruins the vibe a little bit and so they give him some pastries send him on his way and to his I guess chagrin um you know they were cow pies instead that would that would suck. But it also tells you of the the nature of women that was preached against, I guess. I don't know if I want to use the word preach, but warned against as women are tricksters, they're tricksy, they're not um, honest, those types of things. And so this kind of brings into light of how women or witches are not to be trusted. You think you're getting a nice pastry, but in reality, you're getting cow pies. All right, so we have moved into the mature tree. As a mature tree, you have soaked up the wisdom of your myth through your very roots and are ready to share your thoughts and findings with others. Read or recite the myth or story to a friend, family member, or on social media. Did retelling the story make the story more natural for you? Did you gain any additional insights through the experience? Of Cats 4 At a certain miller's abode, miller's servants who had no employment often asked for work. But, however, many went in, none of them left, and it was common opinion that the miller's wife was a witch. Once a miller's apprentice arrived seeking work, But he had been warned, and before he went to sleep, he placed a burning holy candle by his side and a sword at the top of his head. When it struck eleven o'clock, three cats jumped on top of the table. When it struck one black, one gray, and one white, one said to the others, Extinguish the light, but none could get near it, for the candle was holy. Thereupon the white one jumped onto it with all its might, but the apprentice took the sword and cut off its paw, whereupon all three fled out the window. On the next morning he went down to the miller, who was pleased to see him, and then stepped out to order soup for him from his wife. In a little while he came back, however, with the words, I do not know what is wrong with my wife. She is still in bed and does not reply to me. I can well believe that, replied the apprentice. Just go back up to her and look under the bed. And that's what the miller did. And the miller's wife had only one hand, and the bed was full of blood. Were they eating these men? Did they 
killed them and disappeared where where were they putting all of these men that's a lot of people to go missing without having someone actually like looking into it you know but I don't know I mean surely if everyone knew about it something would have happened so I I'm sort of not believing that the Miller's wife was a mass murderer but it's also Very plausible that she was. So, jury's still out on that one. Um, Just be careful if you go to apprentice with somebody and the village people tell you that the apprentices always end up missing. That's kind of (sighs) sketch. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed reading these stories, and I'm still going to dive into this. I am not a mature tree yet when it comes to these myths and stories. There's still so much that I need to dive into. Um, It was too much for me to do through the podcast this time. Um, I may share some of my insights through the written word on the Renegade Learning Grove group once I really get into it and are able to dive into it further. But I did want to model or demonstrate how you use the Renegade Learning Grove um, prompts to help with your own individualized learning. There's not, you could have picked any story that you want, any myth you want. Um, There's so many different things on there that you could use to further your own learning and your belief system. And it's really just start at the seed level. And if you are a seed for an entire season, that's okay. It takes a mature tree a long time to grow and to really get those roots in there. It, it doesn't happen overnight. So no one's expecting you to read a myth and then be the expert on the meaning of the myth overnight. Start as a seed Find something that you really want to learn about. Find something you want to read. And just start there. I hope you do. And I hope you share what you have learned in the Renegade Learning Grove group. We would love to have um, some more action going on in there. And it's it's really just a wonderful open space for people to come and learn together. It's free. You can find it through the Rooted Druid and the group section. It's really all of this stuff is just my nerdy self trying to compartmentalize things and maybe help other people who struggle with finding the starting point find somewhere to start to learn about their spiritual practice or uh, beliefs. Thank you again for joining me around Earth Mother's Hearth. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a review wherever you source your favorite podcasts. I don't advertise and rely primarily on recommendations from others to get this podcast and my other endeavors out to the public. If this passes the vibe check for you or anyone you may know, please pass it on. If you want to chat or join my Renegade Learning Grove group, I can be found on Instagram and Facebook at The Rooted Druid, and my email is therootedruid at gmail.com. This podcast is a free offering, but if you're interested in supporting the show's growth, I have many services and offerings listed on my website at therootedruid.com. I spend most of my time at the Hall Family Homestead on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Plenty is going on over there if you like baby chicks, ducks, and other farm animal shenanigans.
Blessings.